0: Hello and welcome. This is Mayank Shekhar, and you're on the podcast, The Bombay Film Story. On this episode, we're going to hear the story of one of India's top artists and craftsmen, who has finished a 30-year journey in films and is still very much right there, thick in the game. And we're going to hear this story from the man himself, that's cinematographer, Ravi K. Chandran. Now, how does one describe Ravi K. Chandran? Quite simply, he's the eyes and the brain behind the lens of some of the most iconic films, plus blockbusters of Bombay cinema, Dil Chahta Hai, Virasat, Black, Yuva, Fana, more recently, My Name Is Khan, Gajni, Rabne Banadi Jori, or even more hardcore ones like Student of the Year 2 or Coolie Number 1. I could just go on and on and on, but this is not a CV, it's a conversation. And thank you so much, Ravi, for joining us on the show
1: thank you thank you for welcoming me into the show it's uh, i've been hearing your podcast a lot it's been interesting
0: i have to tell you one thing uh, ravi uh, this is the first time we are actually seeing each other on the screen but the first time i heard of you was many years ago you know i was in a newsroom back in i can't remember exactly which newsroom and the editor who was not hugely into bombay cinema or our film industry per se was a film buff of course came to i came and told me once that you know you should cultivate Uh, cinematographer uh, Ravi Chandran as a source because I hear he has the most fascinating stories to tell from the sets. Why do you think she said that to me?
1: I don't know. I've been doing a lot of films, I've been talking too much, I believe, (laughs) in those days. You know, when you're young, you know, you're reckless. Mostly, you know, I was a Rango Pallavarma <laughs> of cinematographers, maybe.
0: <laughs> right, right, right.
1: So, when, when you're young, you do a lot of. Uh, you also come across uh, so many stories, and uh, it happens in the set, and it's really funny stories. I, I look at my life mostly as a. Uh, not as a very serious uh, filmmaker or anything. I, I look at it like a you know journey. I, I can do certain things which people appreciate. And also, I enjoy being on a set and doing something creative. And it has, uh, in a, unlike any other job, if you're a filmmaker, if you make one good film, it stays for a longer time. You know, the, the shelf life is longer. Like, you know, that is one thing I, I realized. Like, you know, in, a, in, a, in a person's career, uh, of, say my my career is 55, 54 films I've done. Uh, you can handpick hand pick some 8 to 7 to 8, 9 films which you will show, you know, proudly. So this journey is quite long. So all this journey, you notice things uh, in a funny way. Like, you know, otherwise if you take it, you take yourself very seriously, then you go nowhere.
0: I'm going to start with with one particular film. I'll tell you why, because uh, for the viewer um, and and the listeners uh, who are in, in this podcast right now, I must tell, let them know that this is being recorded on June 10, 2021. Uh, which is exactly uh, two months away from 20 years of a really iconic film that Ravi K. K. Chandran shot. Uh, That film has grown over a period of time. It's called Dil Chaata Hai. Uh, And Ravi, I'm going to actually uh, go a little deep dive on this first before I get on to anything else. I want to know from you, you finished 30 years. When you were making Dil Chaata at least when the film came out, you'd finished 10 years uh, in the movie industry. What was about Dilchata in terms of the way you shot it, in terms of the way it came out, in terms of the way the crew that you were surrounded by, that was very different from stuff that you'd done in those 10 years before that.
1: Amir uh, started this in uh, in Lagan. The, you know, uh, extensive planning and uh, you know first AD system, sing, sing Sound, you know, all these things happened in Lagan. Then uh, here Zoya and Rima were the ADs and they worked in a lot of foreign films. So when the Excel film, the company has started with uh, Farah, and these two were ADs, you, know, uh, you know, Zoya and uh, Rima. So they planned it out like an international film, first time. So I, I came from a South film where a full drama was happening, like in the sense, you know, uh, there's no schedule, nothing. Suddenly, there's a schedule being given. One one year before uh, somebody is showing you lo- location. In in South London, we we'll go and see location for tomorrow shooting to di- tonight. We'll go and they'll show tarch and all. Sometimes they show sometimes. We have, we have grown up like that. Suddenly, when somebody is telling you to see the location one year before, I think, uh, are you nuts? who's going to see one year before? But they took us to uh, Australia and did that. So, And that is the first time I'm meeting a guy called Bulchand who's a gaffer so i never heard of a gaffer in south gaffer grip the guys who's fixing the uh, you know track that or anything uh, you know these guys are not existing now. so we are seeing th- those guys so this is the eye-opener for me like you know, this style of shooting and all that set the trend for all of us uh, for the indie cinema later on you know even the seniors like Ashtopara followed the first aid system and all so uh, that film success actually changed the cinema on the whole you know uh, before that i was doing a film like major sabandar there's no planning nothing everything was going wrong uh, like they they'll write in the set the scenes will be written on the set in the morning and they'll discuss then they'll shoot the scene those kind of things are done here the script has been given only ahead of time so that actually changed my Perspective about the uh, you know filmmaking and all also the art direction the cinema, you know production design for the film uh, you know uh, by Susan who has done Gully Boys and all so she's fantastic she she has done uh, amazing sets which nobody could make out like you know it's a set when you walk into the uh, room like you know so when I remember Mr Ashok Mehta came when I was shooting. And he looked at the lighting. He said, better, fantastic lighting. It looks so real. Let me go up and see what you've done. And he went up on the tarafa and saw and came down. So he was very curious what i had done and that lighting. So he, he was very impressed. He was like guru for us. And When he said that, that, you know, first day, few days of shooting when he walked in and said this gave me a confidence to go on that route.
0: In terms of the way you shot the film, and, and you know, uh, it's been 20 years, the, the number of fans have grown of this film and it's been discussed, uh, you know, quite closely, uh, quite minutely. And one of the things that a lot of film buffs suggest, uh, which was different about this film in terms of its shot taking, was that they find that this is one of those rare movies where there were not that many close-ups there were a lot of establishing shots, a lot, uh, lot of mid shots also, where there are three characters, all three are on the frame, in the frame, and you know, which makes it easier for you to watch the movie again and again, because the second time you're watching it, maybe this time you'll look at one of the characters, the second time you'll watch it, you know, through looking at only self. the third time, you, was that a conscious call? Because I know people are discussing it now. During this pandemic,
1: this, this year and last year also, so many directors called me, and said, you know, I I was bored. I watched Dilchata. and what work we have you guys have done those days. Like I'm really surprised. And like uh, for example, uh, Ravi who were called on the other day and said, you know, I showed it to my kids. Uh, you know, they so enjoyed the film as much as I enjoyed then. So the it, it, it that film had a timeless quality. We never realized when we are shooting it. We shot it like like a, a film, and Farran also very well planned and all those things. Though he was very new, like, you know, first film was. So he he was a little open to discussion, uh, you know, uh, composition and all. So I'm a 10-year-old experience guy, you know. So he utilized me, my experience into his storytelling. And what happened in that process? We never had conflict. Uh, so if if there is a scene, when this kind of good actors are the siphon, you know, Amir and uh, Akshay Karna. So when they are sitting there, when you place the camera, their performance holding their shot. They don't need to cut too many close-ups, too many tracks to create. a. And the, when you read the script also, I, I read the script first time, I said, there's no dramatic scene in the film, in the first half. There's no heroine in the film, in the first half. She comes in the second half. First half, she comes in one, one song, uh, that uh, disco song one uh, sequence is there, then she's not there in their life. In a romantic movie where Amir Khan and Preeti, Preeti is not there in the first half completely. You don't realize that. You know, when I read the script, in the first half, there's nothing about their love story or nothing about the hero. It's about the friend's uh, affair. You know, um, Akshay Kanna's affair it is. that That is the interval point also. Slap. So when I read the script, there's no scene for friendship. For that you don't need. You know, you don't need scenes for friendship and all. Like you know, He came to Chennai to meet me to tell the story. If you tell a story as a story, there's no story actually. So I said, let, let me read the script. And I read the script. Then I really liked the way it was written. I don't know, it's funny and all those. So I had a big film like Devdas offered to me that time. But uh, I wanted to take this. My heart was going for this. So I said no to Sanjay Leela Manzali. He was shocked, actually, uh, because I'm saying no to a bigger film. And whereas this is a new company, new director. And uh, Sanjay Leela Manzali, the earlier cameraman, won a national award for Amjali. I remember I, I met Anil Kapoor in a party and he said, yeah, how's this boy uh, doing? Like we were shooting those, uh, that film. I think uh, Shabanaji's uh, 50th birthday or something, we, we went to uh, their house. Anil Kapur asked me, how's this boy? How's he directing? I said, I feel like I'm working with somebody like who well, He said, how can you compare a first film director with Ratnam?" I said, I worked with Ratnam from his first film as an assistant also. So I know uh, how Mani used to approach a scene, you know, how he get the performance with the actors. So I can sense that kind of thing. With this boy, so he said that's a too much of a compliment for a young boy I mean, you know he he thought because Farhan was known for as a brat when he was young like you know so so they all thought this guy is not going to make it big you know and this guy is directing and I'm in between the shoot I'm telling about him my judgment irony of the thing you know you think you know uh, this guy is not going to make it suddenly. He comes into the most iconic film in the industry. Talking about Mani Ratnam, uh, incidentally, Mani Radham saw the first uh, edit, uh, fi- final print when it, it happened in Chennai. So I sh- I asked Farhan, can I show it to Mani sir? So I was shooting Mani Ratnam's film that time, the next film. So he said, okay, show it to him. So I told uh, Mani sir, I've done a good film, I, a young boy has done, can you see the film? So he said, okay, I'll come and see the film. I showed him the film, he came alone. So he was alone in the theater. When he came out, he said, Mind blowing film, fantastic, he has done. Call him. You know, so I called him and gave the phone to Manisa. And Manisa spoke for long about it. And he said, It's going to be a cult film. Don't even listen to anybody. to Because uh, some actors and all felt uh, the edit has to be faster, quicker, funkier. You know. uh, Manisa said, Don't even touch it. That, you know, expressions, that pause uh, in between. The... When they are laughing, the laugh is held. Uh, that kind of length you need that is very beautifully edited don't even uh, change it whoever says this he said that eventually uh, editor won a film fair award for that and uh, so (laughs) so, and he's a great editor of course Svihar Prasad is fun
0: that's right, but even from a technique point of view, in terms of shooting the film, uh, Ravi, uh, were there things that you tried in the film that you hadn't before? Like a lot of people suggest that you know, time lapse, for instance, was not a very common thing, or at least a lot of people hadn't seen time lapse. Of course, now you know, with your, people do time lapse on their iPhones, so that's another world altogether. But back then, was that the first time you used time lapse, for instance? When Farhan told me
1: this situation of this song, I, uh, so I said, "This guy is." In in Australia, that girl is somewhere else. So there they parted, and and uh, his time is not going. You know, sometimes time stands still. He is there in one place. He doesn't know how long you stood there. Uh, he said, "How do you communicate that?" I mean, I said, "I can do something. I'll do every day some shots." So when we are shifting location, and I'll tell Amit, just stand there. I'll take a shot. I'll just shoot it in four frames. So, and in front of our hotel, there's a tunnel and people are walking. So we were waiting for the bus to uh, go. We, in one bus, we were all traveling. So we were waiting for the things getting loaded and all this uh, sound uh, department. Everybody's loading. Priti has to come, all this. Thing. So I'll tell Amit to just stand there in the tunnel and uh, waiting because the crowd will come from the railway station. So I just put the camera. I keep shooting these kind of shots every day i was shooting different kind of shots you know when we are shooting some other song i'll take a shot of this so uh, all these things i was shooting randomly the edit they used it it communicated the way what he was thinking that you know the lost in the so other things he was doing scene wise and all he was doing but this time lapse and you know mood shots where you know twilight is sitting he is walking the taxis are there he is walking by the taxis. And I kept him on the edge of the frame also in the composition and all. So uh, you feel he's going to go out of the frame. He's in the edge. If you look at the song now, he is always in the right edge, left edge. He's going to go out of the frame. A, a lot of empty space. And you know, compositionally also I was doing like that. So so that is the first time I've done those kind of things. Even, uh, you know, uh, I think first time we are doing this we are shooting in cinemascope lenses, you know, anamorphic lenses, and we shot uh, super 35 lenses and, uh, in between the shot. So it, it, it looks stretched. Everybody's jumping into the lens. It looks stretched, uh, that kind of shot. Even neon lights that will be used for the neon makeup you we know? So we had done all this uh, strobe lights and this and in, a, in a song, that a disco song. So that became a benchmark in disco song also.
0: I think the most iconic uh, moment, I'm presuming, that has survived over 20 years would of course be the you know back of these three friends. The camera just moves up and there is that fort, uh, Chapura Fort. In it's in fact called Dilchatai Fort in Goa now. Uh, take us through that moment. Was was that sub, something that you planned from before, or is this a moment that that just happened uh, while you were shooting? I think Farhan has
1: been going to Goa go a lot uh, those days. You know, uh, it's so. He, he had an image like that. you know. So he was telling me the shot. So uh, they're sitting there and looking at the, uh, they're talking about the shit there, you know, uh, one philosophical talk happens and it breaks into funny mode there. Uh, you know, there's a momentary seriousness they'll do uh, in the film. In the, in the Throughout the film, that's what it is. They pull, uh, you know, Saif's legs through the film. So that kind of, you know, short it. So he was telling that. Then I said, you know, I'll go low. You have the sky. Then slightly I come up. You see, reveal the sea. You know, that is a idea I I gave. Otherwise, the composition of placing position and all done by Farhan. So it's a, we never thought this film is going to be some iconic film or anything. While shooting, we were thinking some young film. It may do well or may not do well. Like you know, because previously. If you look at Amir's uh, earlier two films, Man and Mela was the uh, uh, film with her. He is not a uh, superstar at that time. Uh, you know, there are two flaps you give. Uh, there's a little low uh, interest will be there for others. You know, that kind of period. And Saif is not also a very big actor at that time. You know, he was a young uh, actor. Akshay Ganna came as a with bald head first time in that film. Yeah, I, I was composing him, cutting his head. If you see the film now, his head will be cut, you know, forehead will be cut, like you know. So I was composing him little more uh, stylishly in that kind of uh, thing. So it's, it's we enjoyed shooting the film. Basically, that that laughter and the set and or you know that culture of new style of working itself a, a new experience for us. The good thing is, you know, after 20 years also, people are talking about the film. It's a great thing, you know, because, you know, somebody was asking, did you get any award? For that? How many? You would have won all the awards. And I said, I didn't get a single nomination also. I didn't get a single nomination. Now people are saying, so now people are talking about that cinematography even now. And that time I didn't so I said that is an award, itself an award. You know, some film won a Philip na- Ferraro national award that year you're not remembering those films. At least you're remembering the film which i done. With It's like, you know, even in Hollywood and all, Godfather didn't get an Oscar for uh, cinematography. Even nomination, it didn't get. Even uh, Seven also didn't get a nomination or a fight club. If you do some uh, different kind of work, people get thrown off, maybe. Uh, so, it takes time. Uh,
0: Ravi, do you remember the first day of shoot? Because you were also, while you were experienced yourself, you were dealing with a first-time director who's never made a movie before, if I'm not mistaken. He hadn't been an, like a Bollywood person in terms of having been AD for too long either. Uh, do you remember the first day of shoot? Like, there's a young kid who's going gonna to be the director. What was that like? You no, know, no, farhan was a super confident guy.
1: He, he, he was a super confident guy in the sense because he was very clear about what he wants. In the, he wrote the script. He, it has gone through all kind of changes and they're very well prepared, rehearsed. The actors also knows their line. And so they know what costume is going to be. So there's no uh, confusion in the set. There's a lot of calmness. And uh, we, they were uh, sing sound. So everybody's quiet. So normally in a, uh, a film set earlier, like you know, what I said, like you know, in a, other indie films that time, everybody was shouting, Mike, the people will be shouting. There's that one madness used to be there. Here the set was very calm like, mm-hmm. because we can't even walk. So we are given rubber uh, soles uh, for the uh, shoes. Mobiles has to be kept uh, in switcher-off mode and all these things, you know. So that that is a very well-disciplined set. So it was not uh, bad start. It's a, it's a great start, actually. But bad start in a in another way is, uh, worst thing that happened to me is we got a brand-new lens, brand-new camera, and we shot and we processed in Chennai and the chennai lab laboratory called us and said you know you have to change the camera because their camera only but they they said there's something wrong with the camera first they shot whatever you shot is a little out of focus so they sent a print and we were panically watching it in many theaters all the theaters are out of focus by itself so we can't see actually that is what happened they said it is out of focus so we changed the camera we shot continue shooting they sent this damn camera to Germany because they got it from their brand new camera. Uh, they sent it there. They said it's perfectly all right. They came back after a week. Here, what happened is uh, the lab ca- called us. We used the first day of shooting footage in the film. It was not out of focus. It was not the ca- fault of the camera. It was a micro millimeter. Something happened in the printing time. So, the whole footage came as out of focus. So, lab ta- chief. Thought it is completely out of focus. Then they fixed that thing. You know, other films also say had same issues, maybe. So they figured out it is not the camera, it is the printing. But that was a scary part. Now with the digital, you are a bit safe. You know, you see the footage then and there. Only only nightmare is that DIT is a very important person They said. But here they send a camera attendant who knows something about the computer. He just transfer it and keep it, so he can erase that card also accidentally. So that is the only uh, scary part here. Otherwise, film wise, when you shoot somewhere outdoor, reaching it to Bombay, process it, print it. Till then you are crossing your fingers. You don't know what you are going to get surprised. So this also, this film also, this uh, all these films are not color corrected by post or anything like that, digitally not color corrected. So these films are shot exactly what it has to, we are saying. So you have to be very careful in shooting, give a consistency for the film, which happens through six months or seven months for that time.
0: Ravi, we'll get into uh, the, the finer points of technology and what's changed. Over thirty years, but I'm right now at the point uh, where you know we've seen that we've heard the Dil Chatha story. And now I'm now interested in the Ravi K Chandran story uh, as a cinematographer, as a DOP. Uh, is, is DOP a term that is used only in India, or is it a is it a global thing, or is it cinematographer everywhere else? See,
1: some people call it cinematographers, uh, some people call it director photography. I I think the director photography term came from uh, coming from if you have multiple cameras, you are directing the whole. Camera crew, maybe that way it is. Yeah, it's a DOP, is a very cool thing to say. Cinematographer,
0: I, I, I totally agree. I think, I think DOP sounds far more dope. Yeah,
1: when, when, I, when I went to get uh, twice, I went to get an uh, uh, award on the stage. I'm not telling which award. They normally give the cinematography award in the beginning only when actors are at home. First award they'll give. So, some. Guy will come and give who doesn't even know what what award it is. So he uh, hears it is a choreography. So cinematography. He thinks it's choreography and he will say which song. Uh, so I had no song. The stage is the conversation we will be having when you receive the award. When you walk out. That guy will be asking which song you got this award, sir. It's not cinematography. Oh, cinematography, camera, like that.
0: But uh, Ravi, uh, starting with your story, uh, I mean, at some level, your own story is linked to your brother's. If I'm not mistaken, your story of turning into DOP, uh, in the sense that your your brother was uh, a cinematographer before you was much older than you. He had joined the film industry. He he had gone to FTI. Is that was would that be correct? Would that be accurate?
1: Uh, he was a, a legendary cinematographer in Malayalam industry, and he has shot Mani first two films also in Tamil and Malayalam. Mm-hmm. So he is a very famous cameraman like in those days in Malayalam industry. He, he came, became a cameraman and he was 19 years old. He was studying second year in Film Institute. He shot his first film, which won a National Award, and also. He has become a black and white, days onwards, he has become one cult cinematographer and he started IAC. He's a president of founder of IAC. Um, he passed away last year. Uh, the thing is, um, i grown up in a house where uh, I hear about Trufo, Godad, and all when, when I was young, you know, all these uh, 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 70s new wave films, you know. Uh, so you hear about 400 blows and eight and a half, Fellini, and all this conversation, I, I, you know, I've been watching normal MGR, Sivaji films and Tamil films. That time I'm hearing all these things. So I'm grown up with this. Then I came in college. I stayed with him. In the in his house, all kind of books will be there. He's a very, very serious reader. So he used to read a lot of, he, he had a, a phenomenal amount of books and magazines and, you know, even asterisks, obliques, uh, Tintin—all these things—been introduced to me from him, by him. Like you know, so so I grown up uh, uh, with my brother in in the college days in a, in the house and in his uh, in his flat in Chennai, where I meet all these young actors like Mamuti and Mohanlal used to be young boys used to come to meet him and also uh, you know all these actors hanging around and. And he is one cult figure. So I, and he had cameras at home. So I grown up playing with those cameras, and, and he is an artist. He paints. So I also started painting. I also do some sketches and paintings, and also it, it started like that. So so that was a eye opener for me, like you know, for all, all international films and everything. You know.
0: So when you were growing up, uh, the fact that you had. 400 blows on one side and the Force and then uh, MGR on the other. Was there was there any particular influence or anyone that you were truly besotted by in terms of whether a, a cinematographer, that was your brother, of course, but anybody's work that just truly blew your mind at a very young age, Ravi?
1: Very young age, Balumahendra, obviously. Uh, Balumahendra, uh, when, when I was in co- uh, college, Balumahendra came into Tamil industry and uh, he has done uh, on Philip called uh, Adiyada Kolangal, so, which is which uh, uh, blew my mind. That kind of cinematography I've never seen. Then I started noticing and uh, for information, only in South India, I I don't know now, when we were all, uh, say a couple of years back, uh, say 10 years back, 15 years back, people used to clap when a a cinematographer name comes. So that kind of recognition was given to us. Uh, So Balama Indra name, Santoshivan name comes on screen, PC RAM name comes on screen, people used to clap, you know, so that is a big, uh, you know, um,
0: uh, appreciation. Uh, Ravi, do you mean like a regular mainstream audience? Mainstream audience, that is what I'm saying. Like a Kamal film or come to watch a Rajni film? Yeah, Rajni Khan film
1: and they'll watch a, like a cameraman name, they'll clap. So PC Siram is a, it's a, he's a legendary cameraman. Like you no, know, Santhosh is a legendary cameraman. So their name come, people clap. Interesting, interesting. Know? So that is a very uh, that what, that happens only in South India. I even told this in uh, in Poland, in where the camera image uh, festival is there. Uh, I, I, in the stage, I went and told this. Like you know, I come from a country where cinematographer name is appear on a screen, people clap appreciation. You know, there's a fan following.
0: You're listening to Bombay Film Story with Mayank Shekhar. Did that happen to you with your first film Onwards itself, Ravi? Uh, and and uh, uh, just to let the uh, audience know it's 30 years because it's 30 years to 1991 which is also 30 years to Shaji Kailas' uh Kilu Kampetti, Kampeti, which, yeah. which is your first film. I think the Bombay connection there is that uh, Suchitra Krishnamurti is in that movie, uh, who is you know, subsequently turned out to be a Bombay actor. Uh, how did you get your first film, uh, Ravid? How did that happen? Uh,
1: I worked with my brother as an assistant. Then I met uh, Rajiv Menon. He called me to do um, some clash work. He was shooting a film and he has to. He was directing some TV commercials at that time. And Mr. Ashok Mehta came to shoot. And that time, he said, can you shoot for a couple of days for his film? So I went and shot his film. He saw the rushes and he said, can you work with me? So I left my brother. I thought I'll do TV commercials. I'll learn something new. And I came and joined Ashur, uh, you know, Rajiv Menon. As an assistant, though he's a friend, but we all same age group. So, but I worked with him as an assistant. So I was operating camera with him and those kind of things. That time I met a friend of mine who was an EP in the in the train. And he said, are you ready to shoot a film? I said, yeah, of course. Sir. So he said, come and meet me in the hotel in the morning. We got, reached Kenya in the morning at 6 o'clock. He said, 10 o'clock you come there. So I went there. And Shaji Khaled was there. He said, uh, you know, he's directing a film. I know Shaji before as an assistant also. So he said, he's directing a film uh, so and so. But, you know, you've done a lot of ads. Any girl, you know, uh, who can speak, uh, who's willing to do a Malayalam film, some new face. So I said, there's a, we uh, used to do, shoot uh, this coffee or something. And she acted in those and She's a Tamilian. So she can manage uh, Malayalam also. So I'll talk to them. So I called one uh, model coordinator called Kavida Gishtamuthi and uh, who used to do all our Rajiv's ads and all. So I called uh, her from Rajiv's uh, office and she said, come here, I'll introduce her. And she introduced me. I went to their house and uh, told her the story and signed her. So uh, in my first film, I'm going to sign the heroine in in Bombay. So uh, the director hasn't seen her. So they've seen only the TV commercial. So, she came and she did. We shot the film in 21 days and, and the film is over. So, so it, it's like that. So, that's how I got the film. When I shot for 2-3 days, I got my next film because somebody went and told this is a boy who's shooting. He's on fire. Like You should come and see. Like, you know, so the, some actors went and told. It to the, because in Ernakulup, when you're shooting, 10 shooting will be a- happening this actor who's acting with us will go there and do another scene. Then we'll go and do another scene and we'll come back. They'll be acting in some 10 films at the same time. So, uh, yeah, like, yeah, all these character actors, no? So, they'll be doing one day work here, one day work there, half a day work here. Like, morning he'll come for two hours, finish this, he'll go on, like that. Even Mamu, Mamuti used to do that. Like you know,
0: So, basically the word spread. The word, word, spread, spread, and there and, is, word spread, there's and, a guy and, on, on fire. Uh, some
1: different, like, because I come from I know, I came from an advertising background. So my lighting is very different from, from Malayalam industry at that time. So they said some flamboyant guys, flashy. Like even now, I think my lighting is always flashy. I'm not a realistic cinematographer. Like, you know, I don't, I don't believe in that kind of lighting. Lighting has to tell the story. You bring them into a world which you are telling the audience to come in. So, that world need not be real, you know, because people are singing and dancing. Why oh, the hell? Lighting has to be real. I don't understand. So, uh, so the lighting has to be make believe lighting. The, the, the world, suppose if you take a Dilwale, uh, it's not realistic lighting or anything. It's its own world. Like, you know, you say, take a Sanjali La
0: film, many film. The lighting is not real. But, but also, also depends, uh, if, if, at least in your case, also, uh, Ravi, I mean, when you do a film like Firak. You're not going to light it the same way as you would do... No. Even... even you know No, no. no. See, I, that's what I'm
1: trying to say. When people are singing and dancing, I don't need to do the realistic lighting. See, when I'm doing Gajani, I don't need to do, you know, realistic lighting. When I do a firah or a Hopa or a one film I did, without any light we shot, we can shoot. It's not a, a big deal. So, what your imagery is creating an emotion. Uh, is what matters. For example, Gilchate is not a realistic lighting. Or Virasat is not a realistic lighting. My Name Is Khan is not a realistic lighting. Black is not a realistic lighting.
0: Even Yuva is not a realistic lighting. I got you on that. Uh, uh, Ravi, for you, in terms of your relationship with Bombay, uh, Virasat in 1997... Priya Darshan's film, and actually the story was by uh, Kamal Hassan himself. He'd acted in the film, in the, in the Tamil version, with Mega Magan. I get a sense that you were well-known by now in, in the South because of the work that you'd done. Was this your breakout moment so far as North was concerned or Bombay in any case? Would Virasat be that?
1: Yeah, Virasat is the biggest uh, film for me. like you know, Because at that time, people were not doing these warm tones in Bombay because no actors used to come in the morning and no director used to come in the morning to shoot anything. So we were shooting only in the mornings and evening lights. You know, if you see Virasat now, even now, the tones are warm and it's not color-corrected by post or you know digitally. It is short on that time. So we used to go at 4 o'clock in the morning. Anil Kapoor used to come at 4 o'clock and we used to show, wait for the light to break in and we start shooting two, three scenes per portion. So, next day morning, again, go and continue those kind of things. So, three scenes will finish in two days. But we'll be shooting only in the morning light. So, the uh, images will be beautiful. So, visually stunning. Any place in the morning, it looks nice. You know, morning and evening light. So, that is why if you look at a Manirathram film, it shoots in the morning and evening light, mostly. And you can see that huge difference between a Manirathram film and any other film. So, you have to put that effort to because in Europe uh, and any other foreign country, uh, Western countries, the light travels in an angular way. Here at 8 o'clock, the sun is on top light. So you have to shoot in the morning light. For example, in Black, where everybody is going to the church in the beginning on opening scene, we shot uh, every day. We used to go at 3 o'clock in the morning, reverse the whole thing. We shoot when the light just breaks in the, in the mountain, and we shot in that time for three four days, and by seven o'clock we will pack up in the morning. Sunlight will come. We can't shoot, so we are shooting like that.
0: Interesting. So basically, for the warm tones, what you what you're looking at is either dusk or dawn, because that's when India looks most beautiful. Would Would you agree? Yes. Otherwise, the heat, heat and dust. Right. Right. You mentioned you mentioned uh, Maniratnam. Uh, Ravi, and I'm curious here uh, also in terms of the impact uh, he had on Bombay films. Uh, If I'm not mistaken, correct me if I am. Now, in 1991, Rosa uh, comes, you know, of course, it's a Tamil film, but widely watched uh, even in the North for a variety of reasons, uh, music being being a very important element of it. Now, that's the first time a lot of North Indian audiences actually see a film where cinematography uh, or the look is not absent, it's not invisible. You know, it's it's quite, quite in your face, the work in terms of the lighting, in terms of the very look itself. Uh, would you agree? Because thereafter, I notice, and I'm sure others have as well, cinematographers from down south being extremely well sought after. Up uh, in Bombay, whether it's PC Freedom, there's you, of course, uh, K.V. Anand, uh, C.K. Muridharan, uh, Rajiv Ravi Nati. Would you think that Roja, in a certain sense, was that opening of a door? Even now, Manigandan, uh, Ravi Verman, uh, all of them are from South only.
1: Uh, who has done uh, Barfi, Ravi Verman, you know, Manigandan. So, uh, Manush, so many people, Ayanka Bose, all these people are from South only. That is because all the production des- design designers used to come from Bengal. Even now, even now, you know, all these people are. Dadas only comes, so the the artistic uh, people come from uh, uh, from that side, and uh, cinematography people come from south, uh, you know, strangely because we get a lot of appreciation here, so we experiment a lot, so we are bold about doing things, you know, we are not uh, constrained by, and we don't have this gaffer, uh, first aid system, nothing, we have nothing, and we make films like uh, for a film like. Joji or, you know, Jalikattu and all. You can never do a film like that in Bombay because so many restrictions, production will come and talk from the... Here they're doing it with complete freedom and because it's a low budget. Uh, but this frustrating system, all these things will restrain you in a certain way. So control you. So you cannot not be creatively think, okay, I'll do this, light is good, come here, change the dress and we'll do this. They don't do it. They'll say, no, it's not in the schedule. The costume is not there. It is in the band. Some shit like that will happen. Here, you say, light is beautiful. Change it. They'll whatever, whatever change it. Then they sh- shoot the thing, you know. that That is when you get the magical shots. For example, in Dilchatha, uh, the Tanai song, End Shot, I was shooting a song of Janaki, that song I was shooting in the railway track. Preeti and uh, Amir will be singing that day. The study cam was there. I told Amir, can you change it to me? They said, no, no, the van is somewhere. under." I said, go and get it. I want it. So they went and got it. And Amir removed the clothes on the realization only. He changed it. And he was walking with the jacket like this. And the sunset is happening. And I shot the shot. So I was adamant to do that shot because that sunset was net. Amir understood that and did that. If he says, no, I can't do it tomorrow. We'll schedule it. We'll plan it. We'll take permission. That is a long process. So then I quickly take uh, five, six shots in the, in the railway station itself. He's waiting. Train is passing by. One train comes, in, Miller crossing, and one, uh, one body was there. He was sitting. I made him sit on the bench. You know, all these two, three shots, I quickly shot in that dress. But that was not planned for that day. They were, they, were, they reluctantly gave this costume to me. That is what I'm trying to say. That, that Because that system is so rigid, this is, has to be done, this has to be planned. And if you get a nice light, you can't instinctively shoot in Bombay. Here you can do it. So that, that's why this magical films happens.
0: But uh, Ravi, I, I know that you, you know, I mean, I think right now the best movies without doubt in any film of mine uh, is being made in Malayalam. And you mentioned uh, Joji and there's so many phenomenal examples of, of, of you know, lev- that level is something else at the moment. But, you know, when you're looking at a mainstream film of a hardcore mainstream big budget film and you take someone like a Mani Ratnam who comes uh, from Chennai, you work with him on a couple of films. Uh, as a director to work with, how is he dramatically different from other directors you work with in Bombay, for instance?
1: I worked with almost uh, all the top directors in Bombay. Uh, almost. Not the new generation. Maybe uh, Raju Rani I haven't worked. Or MTSL I have worked. Rather. Otherwise, I worked with most of them. Almost uh, all the, uh, you know, from Siddharth Anand to Kunal Kohli to Karan Malhotra to Aditya Chopra, uh, Karan Johar and all. So of all the directors I worked, Leela Mansali and uh, Maniratram are the only visual directors, I would say. Visually conscious directors. Others are narrative stories and music. Some people are interested in music. Some people are interested in action. Some people are interested in only the story. You know, some people are interested in performance detailing. You know, they, they take multiple takes and, and of course, Priyadarshan. I can't I miss him. Like, you know, Priyadarshan and Maniratram are the uh, uh, top of the line, like you know, Sanjilla Bansal. All the, th- these three guys are very conscious about visual style. Whereas Sanjilla mansali is very, a very classical way of composition. He, he will not go handled or go uh, very stylized uh, way of cutting or nothing he will do. Whereas Manisar is is the only person who will surprise you. Every time he tell a shot, you'll be wondering how I am going to do this shot so much of meaning, so much of complexities in the shot, and he doesn't tell you how to put light on it. He just gives you one, one word, certain word. That word will trigger something in you. So, that is why when you see in any Maniratana film, anybody shows, whether it's Sanjali Lila, Santoshivan, or P.C. Sriram, or Ravi varman or me, or Rajiv Menon, it looks different from our work, earlier work.
0: Ravi, give me an example give me an example of a word that he would give and that would lead to that a particular shot something that we would have all seen film that you can remember
1: uh, for example there's a film called kanathil matumetta i don't know whether you know of
0: yes i have
1: seen yeah in that there's a little girl first day shooting when i walked into the set and we were all getting ready for the setup and all Manisar walks in and says this is the scene the girl is doing a monologue kind of thing. She's telling, my name is Amada. Uh, I'm so-and-so. Like, you know, I'm studying in eighth class. My ma- This is my mother. I love my mother. and This kind of thing she says. So she's narrating the thing to the camera kind of feel. He asked the girl, where do you want to sit? So she said, I'll sit in the jula. So then he asked me, how do you want to shoot this? I thought he's joking because... He asked the kid, then he asked him me how are you are going to do it. I said, "Money." tell no. He said, you tell what you want to do. I said, I would rig this camera in the jula like a rave, charlatha kind of shot. He said, yeah, rig it. So that's how he started. So he gives you a cue to think. So he normally tells a scene, previous scene, and he'll say where he's going to cut it. And what this shot should give an impact for you, you know, uh, in the uh, for an audience, he says. So give me a hitting shot, in that, that, that give me a hitting wide shot, give me a hitting close shot. You know, this is the term he use. So then he'll say, you know, I want to see this and I want to see this. So you can choose your lens and start doing it. But he gives a cue. He'll give you a respect to think. He's not coming and telling you, put a 50 lens and put it here, little height, nothing like that. He'll make you think for the story. So though, though you discussed, the, you have imageries uh, in your laptop and th- thought about it, you have done visual thing, but he shoot incredibly fast. So you have to think really quickly. And especially when the kids are involved, then you have to be, light is involved, beautiful light is there, then you have to think so fast and do the song, you know? do this uh, scene, whatever it
0: is. One of the things that you've said in your past interviews, you said something to the effect of how when somebody sees a frame uh, on the screen, nobody should say it's shot by an ex cameraman. No one should be conscious of that person's style. What did you exactly mean by that, uh, Ravi?
1: No, if if you see a film like uh, You Are, and the same uh, time I shot uh, Black, if you see You Are in Black, it's completely pulls apart. Like, no? It it doesn't look like the same guy shot it. Like Firag, Nandita Dada's Firag a shot in between Rabne, Banadi, Jodi and Gajani. So all three films look completely different. You know, it should not look like the same guy has shot this. It is for the story we work. You know, when you do a film like Kooli number one, the lighting has to be Koli number one. It cannot be Maniratnam lighting. That is what I'm saying. So that you have to blend with the story and you can create a statement.
0: Out of but you know to give, uh, to take the same example of Yuba, and you shot Calcutta Mail, um, and I distinctly remember watching both the films because they came out roughly the same time. I mean, not not too far apart from each other, but it it seemed to me that the same cameraman has worked on it because there was a distinctive style because maybe the setting was calcutta and there was a grittiness to the calcutta that one could see in yuva that one began to see in calcutta mail 2 would you agree that there was there was a little more of you in terms of uh, the the shooting style itself uh, between those two films
1: maybe because I, that sort of and there's uh, abhishek character was in the Chol, maybe that uh, but uh, I, nobody will say Calcutta male and you all look the same because are is completely different style of shooting because three characters had three different kind of lensing, stock and color and all those things. We are very choosy about those kind of things. Like Abhishek we shot entirely handled. Uh, Ajay Devgan we shot entirely on a dolly. You know, uh, Vivek portions we shot entirely on a telephoto lens at the shallow depth of field so that his world is out of focus in the background because he is not looking around. Those kind of conscious decisions we made. But Manis never wanted those colours or anything to look like an ad film. Look. Colours are there. Red is there in you know Abhishek's portion. But it is not red is everywhere. In the frame, paint on the wall. And like that way, he was wanted to keep it very subtle without disturbing the story. But... The money says philosophy is different in in, in storytelling. It doesn't uh, is every film has a different kind of look. Uh, uh, you know whether it's Guru or Bombay or uh, Dil Se or any film you see, this film is very different, distinctly different from each other. You know maybe his song picturization may look some similarities. You can see that you can't beat it because he says how much you'll think about a song. Every film has got five songs. However you might think about it, there is a song that much only you can do.
0: Speaking of colour or colour palette, would that be the case when you worked with uh, uh, Sanjali Labhansali on black and sawaria that there was like a like a colour thought of? Because there is a certain, especially sawaria and you call that the toughest shoot you've ever been on. Uh, one explained that to me a little later, but w- was there a conscious call where the film will have a certain colour all through with black and thereafter with sawaria?
1: See, Savaria, we thought of Peacock colors. If you look at it now, the green. She'll be wearing a lot of green and black and uh, blues, other colors. And the whole film is night, so naturally lighting has to be a really cooler tone. A lot of people said it's too much of blue and all, but actually it is not. If you uh, see the film now, you'll realize it is not. Like the film didn't work for the audience. That is why people gone into the other discussion like this. For a lot of cameramen who are a big fan of Savriya, you know, study that work and even now come and talk to me about that. Like, you know, for example, Sudhir Chatterjee is a very big fan of Savriya, So he, he has watched the film many times and he's, his son also. I went to his house, he introduced his son. He said he has some questions about Savarya. Like, so some films you do, you, people don't notice it when the release happened. Many years later, they discuss about that. Like, you know, they, like, uh, for example, Andhra Sapna. Right, right, know, right. Uh, the people talk about it now. Uh, that film did do well that time. There's a film called Satranket Sapni, which uh, not many people have seen that. Uh, Prayadashin's film. We shot it in the desert and all. But uh, Sanjay Leela Bansani loved that film. So he said, you know, one of the main reasons I wanted to work with you is uh, that Satranket Sapni. Which other people didn't realize, but a director like great director like Sanjay Leela Bhansali that work. He really liked the work. And strangely, once I one day I was sitting and talking to Rithik. Rithik said, "You know, you know one of your finest work nobody noticed. Satra uh, Sapne." He said. I said, "You saw the film?" Yeah, he said, "I love that film. The, the way you shot it. Uh, like uh, Ravi Verman was working in Ramleela, uh, and it is based in Rajasthan. Many locations." Shots like Satyring's opening. So, uh, and he worked as an assistant then. So he said, you know, wherever we shot, I took him and showed him that frame and all. It's a kind of a influential film for many people, like that.
0: But you know, I see a larger point about how they should, the stamp should be of the story. The stamp should be, um, of course, the vision. Uh, ideally speaking, is also the the directors in a larger sense, the person who's seen the film. They do think that certain directors. The, the vision is a bit overbearing. It's a bit much. Is there is there a collaboration which you find easier to do with certain directors and not so much with certain others? Yeah, of
1: course. That is there. That is always there. You cannot... How can you gel with another creative person? It's very difficult. We are telling two different stories, actually. We, uh, you know, as a cameraman, you have know, to control your, you know, artistic uh, ideas or your cinematography ideas and tell a story. Now that after i directed a movie or now i look at the directors with the sympathy now how much trouble he has gone through working with a cameraman like me because i'll be going in another tangent you know so but that is what he wanted he wanted something else but he cannot tell it you know in the storytelling now when i when i, when I give my camera to another person to shoot uh, when i direct a film i find it very difficult to communicate with that cameraman. Because I have to alter his frame, I have to alter his lighting. So everything is disturbing me. So even now, Sanu Vergis, the cameraman, who directed the Malayalam film, was telling the same thing. Now we all look at the director's very, with out more respect actually. You know, as a cameraman, we always think about imageries only. So we, you know, the director wanted to tell a story. So for him, the close-up is needed. For me, the long shot is beautiful. So when they in the edit they remove the long shot, go for the close-up, we get angry and go and talk to the director. The long shot is so beautiful over it? but he doesn't want it. But kills the scene. So that happens. You know? So whenever there's a tra- trailer comes, you know, we normally every cameraman will call and rubbish, they cut it, and they say it's a rubbish. The trailer looks shit. Like my son started working now, uh, he has shot Kabir Singh, you know, so he, when Kabir Singh trailer came also, he came and showed it multiple times, they didn't use the good shots. I said, relax, buddy, they use the good shots for the story. The trailer working, so you shut
0: up now. The hardcore Bollywood buffs might want to know, for instance, while it might seem the same to them when you're watching an uh, Aditya Chopra movie or a Karan movie, but when you work with both of them, and Aditya Chopra is very different from Karan Johar, would, would you agree? And how different would they be uh, on a set, for instance?
1: Aditya Chopra uh, hasn't directed too many films. So he is a creative producer, but he hasn't directed too many films. He has directed a cult film like Didi LJ, but then he took some time to direct the next one. Then he took some time, like four films maybe Adi has done, four or five films, I think. So Adi was very clear about what he wants to do. In the sense, extremely planned, extremely precise about what he wants to do. He won't even take unwanted shots, nothing. He edits the dialogues, everything on the Paper only. So when he narrated the script to the whole team, he read the screen, played with the music bit, and here it's going to come exactly short. He didn't waste time on anything. it's precise and very, very precise. He got what he wants. On the other hand, Karan is very, very open. Karan, when I did My Name is Khan, if you look at My Name is Khan now, it is the most different, uh, you know, story wise short shot-taking-wise, very, very different from Karan's other films. You know, I told Karan, you know, Karan, we should not put this uh, trolley with the la-la-la-la, that kind of trolley and all you should not put. So, uh, when he says some trolley and all, I oh, no, current Ah, he said, okay, okay. Uh, how are you going to do this? Like, you know, tell me. So, like that, he was giving us complete freedom. It's a delight to work with uh, that kind of setup because, uh, for a cameraman, you can explore a lot. My name is Khan. It's the only film in 25 years of Indian cinema uh, in in camera image. Only Indian film been nominated for Golden Frog Award. And we got nominated among uh, Inception, uh, Black Swan, Darren Aronofsky we saw, My name is Khan. You know, Chris Nolan. Yeah. So all these guys were there. You know, I call current to come. He didn't realize it's a big uh, festival. Everybody was there. like you know, The world's best, uh, Pittorio Estorado to uh, Wilmo Zygmunt to Wonkar uh, White, everybody was there to see these films. You know? So they all there uh, in watching. My name is Carl also. So what I'm trying to say is that that is a very, very different film. I got the Camera Image nomination, which is a for us, it's as good as an Oscar nomination, actually, because it is selected by only five cameramen. It is it is it is selected by only by the Oscar winning camera as so the jury member.
0: Fabulous, fascinating. I mean, in terms of directors, uh, and given the vast variety that you work with, and we've spoken briefly about Kar- Karanjor. Uh, of course, uh, Aditya Chopra, uh, Mani Ratnam, Priya Darshan seems to be one of your favorites as well. How cued in are they in, in terms of pre-production with, uh, say, storyboarding? Is that a, is that a common thing, uh, Ravi? Uh, storyboarding is itself? Is that something? Storyboarding is not happening
1: uh, unless you do uh, visual effects. When you're doing visual effects only, they do uh, storyboarding and uh, in a previous and all, they're doing extensively now. Suppose if you have an act- actor like Akshay Kumar, he has certain time to Certain dates only yes. So whatever uh, action scenes and all it has to be storyboarded. Uh, you know, if you involve Mr. Bachchan or Salman Khan, it's better to have a extreme planning for that so that you will not waste their time and utilize that time correctly. Otherwise, if you rigging the camera and that moment when they are waiting on the set, you lose that time. So that, that, that happens. So that but none of my, the films I worked had storyboards.
0: You're listening to Bombay Film Story with Mayank Shekhar. Given, you know, your body of work and uh, also how eclectic you've been in terms of the films that you've chosen to do, what happens when your sensibilities don't match with the director you're working with? Is there a point where you feel like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, what's going on? I'm sure that's happened to you in the past. That happens many times.
1: You know, See, it is like, you know, you order some food. You get something, but it's not tasting the way it, it should be. It's like that only. So when you read the script, it might be sounding nice or big production house, big actors are there. Then you go there, everybody is dictating terms and there's a all of giving opinions. So you are not able to perform the way you should be performing for the story or for the production. Then you either you walk out most of the time or... If you are not bold enough, you sit there and digest the thing and do finish as you told. the film and come out. Now do as you are told and finish and come. It's a question of you want to make the film or finish the film. You want to make the film, you make the film. If you want to finish the film, finish the film. So if you don't want to be part of certain thing, just walk out.
0: Have you ever walked out of film? Did you walk out of Agnipath, the second one? Yeah, I, I walked out of agnipath
1: Path, uh, different opinion with the uh, certain things. So I, I couldn't continue with that. So the, what I'm saying is, if you don't walk out, then uh, you're not doing justice for the job your uh, money you're getting. You know, so it's better stay away from those kind of things. So everybody said, you'll never get a film in, in the cinema. I said, fine. I was, it's not going to kill me. Like you know, so, And then after that, I worked many films. With the Dharma production itself, I worked six films later. So whoever said that uh, didn't know what to do now you should know what you're doing actually then you can you can step out if you're thinking oh my career is going to end let this career end you don't need a career like that if somebody is not respecting your work then it's
0: not worth doing it i think right i mean apart from being a, a, a top dop Ravi, you've also someone who can pride himself on being a film school of your own and i know that that's how cinematographers in usually rise up is that you know there is an apprentice system uh, the apprentice works with a uh, you know with a w- well known uh, experienced camera person and thereafter you know takes over at some point i mean you you mentioned some of these names ravi varman uh, has been your assistant uh, you mentioned uh, manish nandan has been your assistant have there been other assistants you know who turned out to be uh, dops in their own right that you can remember and what did you teach them What is what are the lessons that you've taught them or do they just learn from by looking at you?
1: There are 30 cameramen's that are in the industry now or my assistants. So uh, I, I can't, I, 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 like Sanu Vargi is, is Manikandan worked with me for some time. Roy also worked with me. Then, uh, you know, Neha Parthi, Hari Vaitan Ram, Ayanka Bose. Ravi Aruban. Even the Bhagavali Sanjil also worked at some point with me. South, many cameramen like Adi share worked with me. There are many cameramen. Vishal Sinha, Vishal Naulaka.
0: Guys worked with me. So, around 30 cameramen are there in the industry. So, what is it? What is it? They're just watching you at work or how does it work?
1: How I become a cameraman. I worked with Rajiv Menon and my brother. Then the work comes. When somebody comes to work with me, I always keep two people. Another two people will keep as an apprentice in the beginning. Once these two people are experienced, three years later, then I'll get them a film. I'll go and tell Adi or Karan or the or production house, give these guys one film. I'm going to push them into it. Like that, Neha or Manush, all of them, even Anka uh, Bose, all of these people, like I recommend this first film or second film. So even now, when I get a film, if I can't do it, they say, can you suggest somebody? I tell one, one assistant, name. You know, he must be three. So I'll coordinate with those guys and make this Because if I'm not doing the film, somebody should do it. That's how I have done it. So every three years, four years later, I send them away. I just push them into the water and they swim. After that, they're on their own. I should not feel comfortable working with my assistants. In the sense, he'll take care. He's trained. So he'll take care of my day cannot be my situation. I have to be, I have a new assistant so that I will have to look into all the details. So, my mind will be sharper. I will do all the test, camera test. I will be wondering whether this fellow will do something. So, I will be on my toes in my seat. I, I don't want to sit and relax. Chalo, you light up the scene. I will come. No, I don't want to do that. So, I always send these guys whose experience with me. Once they have finished their experience, they are good on their own. And I get them in the film and send them. and get a new batch. So every time I have a new batch, I have to learn everything. To latest camera, latest equipment, I have to learn to teach them and do my work also. I cannot, you know, depending on them. They are depending on me. That is the situation I keep. That is why maybe after thirty years also I still get to work with all the good directors or good uh, films coming to me. I mean that is because I still learn. Every new technique. You know, there's a, now it is a rapidly coming. See, earlier, one film camera in black and white days to say Agnipath, till Agnipath or Ra, Ramlila time, there's the same system, 24 frames per second only was running. But now digital comes from 2K to a, 4K to 8K has come and, and cameras have become sizes getting smaller, lenses are changing, format is changing. So every day, rapidly, System is changing. So uh, now there's an interview. We would have done sitting face-to-face in a coffee shop. Now we are sitting in a new format, a reverse So we are adapting to it, right? So we are trying to learn this. This is what happens now. Earlier, once you learn this film technology, that was there. One camera, if you buy, World War II camera can be shot in a Dilchata. can be used in Dilchata kind of. Because that same system was working. Now the system has changed. Five years back, camera, digital camera, you can't use it now. Nobody wants to touch it. So you need to know what is a new technology every day. New lights have come. LED lights have come. Everything can be operated. Now there is something going, going to come. Like you know, if you give a script to the, say a lighting gaffer team and they're going to come with a app which oh, worldwide best gaffers are there who are interested will do the lighting For your set from remotely, and they'll design the lighting and show it to you. Five options: a shaft light you want, this backlight you want, whatever light you are saying, they'll do virtually and give it to you. And you don't need to go to the set. That set will be lit with your you know iPad or iPhone. You can change the lighting from day to night to everything will be you know pre-lit. So you don't need assistance to do it. Earlier. We used to say five five we had eight assistant to do things now you have a gaffer you tell him he will fix everything you don't need an assistant to do it so that system is changing now and also with the digital you put the camera you are ready to shoot you switch off your lights you get the contrast you start shooting so what you are going to do extra this anybody can do with this you know this realistic dark mood you can do but how you are going to tell a story in different lighting? That is what the lighting map matters. You see, a uh, no country for old man. It looks so different from a Blade Runner or a Prisoner's. So that's what it is.
0: I know it's a, it's a big conversation going on across the world. And uh, Christopher Nolan also came down to Bombay. I distinctly remember. A couple of, uh, you know, DOPs actually signed up that they'll never work on anything but film because film needs to be preserved. Do you personally have any preferences or philosophical differences or, you know, with the idea of digital versus uh, film?
1: From my experience, uh, I would say there's an extreme discipline was there in shooting on film. What happens is when you put a camera... Because it's every feet is money. Ten feet are money. So it's not a hard drive. You just erase it. So every piece is uh, processing cost, buying cost, bringing it there. So the whole uh, negative, then printing, all these things, money. So you cannot unnecessarily waste footage. So when the camera rolls, everybody is kind of holding their breath to take the shot. There's a Meditation happening there in the set. Now that is gone. Cameras keep running. They director walk in, talk to the actor, come back. Somebody is doing touch up. And keep rolling. Then they say, uh, take two. Then uh, they start the dialogue like that. And all happening. So it throws you off first of all. But that is the norm now. There is how things are happening. Now. Number of hard drives are going and no. I don't know who is seeing this in the editing uh, in those shots somebody in with the edit report send it to them so they with the clip number they just rest of the things goes into waste so this is what happens that discipline has gone first of all there is to be some magic happen when we are shooting uh, on film which is called you know famously called happy accidents you know you would have planned and some flyer would have come now, when you pan it, we don't know this flare has come or not. Now, you know, with the digital, you see the flare immediately. You there's a flare there. You remove it and all. When those days, when you're shooting on film, when you see the rushes, Derek was seeing his film for the first time in a different eye. I remember vaguely Manitra was telling once, you know, when he was doing Dilse, there's no video system. No? You shoot the film. You come back. In Ladakh, you shoot all the episodes and you come back to Chennai, process it and then you go and see the rushes. He didn't know that Santosh was shooting so tight. He didn't know it was a full, so much of white. But it's a surprise for him. And it's a very happy moment. Sometimes you get angry, sometimes you get really angry. That surprise for a director has gone. That is one part. As a cinematographer, you know, there are some latitudes and some magic was happening in the grains and Apart from this, it's a nightmare shooting on a digital a film. Digital is far superior because it's a finer version. You know the uh, footage then and there. You know the you know how it is going to come. Even earlier, when you re- project the film, first day only the film will look clean. Next day, the scratches will happen in the print because the, uh, in the operator theatre, uh, the guy will wind it. Projectionist will wind it in the night and hit it. So, that, that dust will get, create a scratch. Even the the projector, that plate will have small duch, dust. It will create a scratch. So, if you see a black screen, some black portion in the film, it will have scratches running. I remember once I was shooting a film with Maniratram, Kannathil There's a Suddenly, when we were shooting, a little drizzle came. I said, money is dressing. We'll shoot. We'll wait for the. He said, no, no, shoot. After the second day, the whole film will have dressing only. He said, you know, the scratches right, will be right, there. Right. over there, right. You know. Right, right. So he said, this dressing will not be seen. Nobody noticed it actually after second day. So, so that is the thing, and also the processing was a dangerous thing. Now this sound guy has vanished suddenly in the lab. Something will happen. Generator will go and the negative will get stuck in the bath or processing time. Your shooting is whatever you shot for ten days is gone. Those kind of things happened. In Virasat also happened. Those are nightmares. So when the till the print is ready, you see the rushes. Actually, we used to get a heart attack. So I hate to go to the lab to see the rushes. You know, director is watching, everybody is watching you now. You are stripped naked. Here it is not like that. When you sh- keep the camera, everybody sees us, so everybody knows what we are shot. That time it is not like that. They are going to judge you. You made the shot is you said the shot is good, and the location. Now you come from Rajasthan and see it in Chennai. That shot is not good. It is slightly out of focus. Some has come. Then everybody will turn and look at you. In the- that moment
0: is gone. What about other uh, related technologies? Uh- Uh, Ravi, also like in terms of uh, the different types of cameras, do you have any pet peeves, things that you just totally hate about, say for instance, the number of drone shots one sees in movies is just like a film after film, everything has a drone shot and just goes on. For instance, would that be something that might be a pet peeve for you? Or do you have any others uh, that really piss you off like in terms of uh, overdoing something because technology allows for it?
1: See, now with this GoPro and other things, the small cameras have come. So they and If, in, if you do in a lot of South films, you'll notice a lot of this phantom cameras has come, which is half, ultra slow motion uh, fights happening. So that is one thing will come. All the stand choreographer wanted that shots. You know, people are flying and slow motion heroes walking and all those things. So this thing will come, you know, you have to choose the film if you don't like this. You have to choose the film which you wanted to do, where you have some control over it. But day by day, the cinematographer job became more and more out of control for, for me, actually. We don't have any control over your composition or anything. Because in the edit, they'll zoom in the shot and crop it also, because they want the close-up. And I heard in uh, Roger Dickens' conversation, abroad, grading also done by editors and uh, colour correction is done by the editors and the uh, post-production VFX guys. Where DP, DOP is not going there. So he is no more in control over this, his imageries. Only big DPs who have some control can fight it out. Other, other young boy, younger guys are letting it go.
0: With this whole VFX thing, uh, Ravi, is that something that you also come across where they just say, we'll fix it at the post? Uh, something that you couldn't do before? You couldn't fix everything at the post? Something that you can do now? And suppose
1: I'm in a low ceiling room. I want to put a light, but there's no place to put a light. There's no window or anything. I, now I put a light in the frame and I'll clean it up in post. A lot of cameramen are doing that. Like when They fix the lights in the frame only and clean it up in the post. That has become an easy tool for us actually but uh, fixing a post has become the now cleaning up actor's faces yeah most of yeah the time. Uh, so if they if they get a double chin you put a shade there and if they have a weight difference we stretch them all these things we, we
0: do how much of a vfx budget actually goes in fixing the actor's face no that that that, that has become a part of the package it's part of the package <laughs>
1: Part of the package There's no, there's no separate money for it. It is DA you know BFX guys are part of the thing is cleaning up their faces only. <laughs> you know under eye bags and you know all these things. Making six know, packs. Age, age, age also a big factor. So you know if the actor is above fifty, there's obviously need to correct the skin. You know, it is not their mistake. I would say earlier also fifty year older actors were acting as you know whether Devananda or Dil Kumar or all these people acted as heroes, you know. That time film was not so sharp. It had this softness to it naturally. Those lenses are not so sharp and the projections were really average, you know. So you see little softer image only. I, I'm telling you, as a cameraman, i never seen a sharper image uh, uh, projection anywhere other than in the lab. Otherwise, in any theater, you go with your trailer and just put it. You will break your. It will break your heart because it is really, really bad. Out of focus. One side is uh, haze. One kind of projection is bluish. So you are not getting the same color of the. You know, I remember I went with uh, Karan Johar to see. My name is Karan. Projection. You know, trailer in a big theater in Bombay, one of the famous theaters. So when Karan came. The manager, everybody came. There's a film uh, Hangover is playing. End the scene we are watching because we want the you know night show after the night show last show. We wanted to see our trader So we are waiting for that film to go finish. So we are standing. So Karan turned. Uh, he was uh, turned and said, Ravi, is it looking out of focus? This center or... Should I wear my glasses? I didn't bring my glasses at all. He said, is it looking only for me? I said, no, it's out of focus. So the manager said, yeah, sir, it's out of focus in the center. So then then the sound also, we are not getting in the right side. Yeah, yeah, the speakers are not working. So Karan said, why should I watch my trailer here? I want to check the sound and the imagery. So the image is going to be out of focus in the center. He said, yeah, we have been telling the management for the past six months. They haven't fixed it. So this is the way the main projection, you know, theater where Karanjivar wanted to see his print happens. So now with the digital, it's all changed. Even when you're doing a film with a, Sarah Ali Khan or a young actor like, you know, Aishman Gurana or anybody, we need to certain places, we need to touch their face because the lenses are so sharp. See, I don't see your face up close like this in ever. I'll be seeing you in you know two feet away or two one feet away. But I will not come so close and look at you to see all the pores. And with the digital camera, if you take a tight close-up, naturally anybody's skin, the world's most beautiful girl or you know, handsome actors, face will have wrinkles right? because the lenses are so sharp and the imagery 4K imagery is so sharp. So that film days actors were looking very soft and beautiful because of the natural uh, you know, softness in the projection, lenses, film, all these things made a blend. So they were all looking gorgeous. Now the same actors come and act with the youngest actor, you shoot with them also. You need to touch a little bit certain places. That is inevitable. So this comes in the VFX budget automatically.
0: Also, uh, whether one likes it or not, uh, uh, Ravi, uh, and because we're talking about hardcore, mainstream, commercial uh, film industry, uh, so star-driven in the first place, and also because of that, vanity-driven also. I think looks is far more important. Have you had situations, w- because you are the person who can control how they look, have you had like these really vain-type uh, stars, situations where they're like, constantly looking at what how you're shooting them? Have you had th- those situations too? In 30 years, I'm sure you have.
1: Every actor, every actress has studied their face. They know about their face very well. So they always come and tell what is the best angle they look better. They'll warn you in the beginning of the film only. For example, Amir has a problem for, an problem of low angle lighting. If you put, it doesn't work for him. He knows that so he come and tell you in the beginning only. So in Dilchatya itself, he told me, this is what my problem area. You know how to deal that. So You don't have to search for it after two days. I will tell you what my problems are. Like, so like that, every actor has a problem area. Like uh, When I was shooting a coolie number one, first shot, I put a low angle because she's standing on top. Sarah and I'm shooting it. Sarah was plumpy. Earlier, then she lost her weight. Now, when she's lost her weight, also, but she is thinking when you put a low angle, you see the double chip. So he said, Why are you, why are you shooting low angle first shot itself? So I I had to explain to her this shot has to be like this. The rest of the film, you don't worry about it. Then, then. So they they know this angle doesn't work
0: for me. You know, so that they tell what would be shahrukh khan's uh, favorite angle for instance uh, to be shot in shahrukh never told me uh, uh, anything
1: shahrukh is not that kind of person like no he never came and uh, said anything amir uh, also uh, not bothered about those things he said only this thing in dilcha tha time this light doesn't suit me because he has seen his lighting so he said if you put one light like this it doesn't suit me so When we did the test, camera test and all, he mentioned that I tested it and I avoided that light. So, I worked three films with him. He was very clear about why this light doesn't work. Like that, Katina Kaif has a a thing for her face. And, you know, all, all of them have that one thing about that, you know, which angle looks good because they would have taken so many photographs, studied their face. They would have corrected it. And so, they they all know. It is very important to understand that and put it in your um, uh, system.
0: You know, because this podcast is called The Bombay uh, Film Story, I want to know from you, and we are talking about movie stars right now, and not, I'm, I'm not going to say vanity is still their job, how they look on screen. Uh, what's been your craziest Bombay film star story? Something that's happened on a set that you, like, it could be a good story. It could be a bad story. It could be something that you were like. Uh, that's something you remember over a drink. These are. That's one story you always tell. It could be about anyone that you work with. See,
1: Amir, Amir, Amir is. A, everybody says he's a perfectionist and all those things. But Amir is a very, very funny guy. Actually, actually, I did three films with him. He never interfered with the director ever. I asked him, like you know. You are supposed to take multiple takes. And he never took any multiple takes in Dilchata or be it Gadini or Fana. He never took any more takes or anything like that. The funniest story about Amir is Amir does everything to the extreme. In the sense, workout means he'll do workout. So continuously. He'll do, you know, those kind of things. You know, He's very precise in those kind of things. So once Murugadas and me and all went to farmhouse to Discuss about this film and he said, Give me 15 minutes to sleep because I didn't sleep in he said, yeah, yeah, we will be sitting here and we'll be chatting. And he slept in front of us only. He slept. He didn't get up for three, four hours. And we we don't know what to do. Then his assistant was waking him up. He's not getting up only. He is like dead. So he woke up very late after that, you know. So then he woke up and said, you know, once I slept for one full day when I was alone and the dogs were not given food. So they were barking and that milkman came and put milk and nobody was opening the house. Two days milk was outside. So they thought something wrong. They called the police. Uh, police came. His, uh, they called Somebody called his mother. His mother also came and somebody went up and opened the uh, uh, door and they all walked in and he's sleeping. They went in the him he got up and, uh, what happened? Mother gave him a slap, I believe. So, so Amir was telling this story. You know, so, he said, uh, when I do things, he'll be doing it for longer time. You know, so, that is his quirkiness. So,
0: And again, I'm going to remind uh, our listeners, Uh, our audience as it were to this conversation is taking place on June 10, 2021. Uh, At this point, as we speak, Ravi is working on a film as a director, which is, and which is what I found fascinating and I'm going to end this conversation with that, a very simple question. You are remaking Andhadhun in uh, Malayalam, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: According to a lot of film buffs, uh, that is pretty much a perfect film. Uh, What made you pick a film like Andhadhun to remake? Is it because you're going to do something differently within it? Or is it because the audience has not seen the Hindi version in the first place?
1: When I saw the film, I thought it is a... uh, uh, It is not a Hindi film. It's like a Malayalam film. Because the piano and Christian background and all these things, you know. So strangely, I felt it, it could have been a very good Malayalam film why they made it in Hindi. That's what I thought. So... Then I spoke to Swaran Raghavan and he said very interestingly so he wanted Dulkar to play the lead and he couldn't somehow contact him or something went wrong and Aishman acted in that role. So Dulkar was supposed to do the Malayalam actor was supposed to do this film and he went and saw a location coaching where I shot. The, the whole thing has that Malayalam smell to it. So when I saw the film, I thought it's a perfect Malayalam film because in Cochin, a lot of Christian community is there and pianos, churches, and all these things are there. So Jews of Cochin and all this, uh, that Matajeri, that area itself has got that flavor. So I thought this film should be done in Malayalam. So I, we wanted to do the film. And we went and approached uh, Sri Ramadaravan and got the film. So we, we have done certain things differently. And it is incidentally happening in Telugu and Tamil also. They are doing remakes of Telugu film in Telugu version. Very rarely a Hindi film will be remade in Tamil or Malayalam. Uh, normally, South films only remade in Hindi. So, you know, for example, Dilwale nobody remade. Or Lagan Dilchata nobody remade in Tamil or any other language. If you look at it, you know, three idiots, they made it oh, oh, in Tamil, I think. Otherwise, Munabai has been remade. Otherwise, they didn't remake majorly Hindi films into Tamil recently, or Malayalam and also.
0: Totally, totally get it. Uh, uh, all the best with everything, uh, uh, Ravi. I think one of, the, one of the great things that you also introduced me to personally is, an, is a fabulous uh, podcast, uh, uh, the rog- uh, Roger Deacons podcast. I've, I've been following a few of the conversations with, say, Thomas Winterberg, uh, Sam Mendes, Joel Cohen. But I have to say that this particular conversation really ranks right up there. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much for taking time. Uh, it's been a pleasure, Ravi.
1: Thanks for having me. It's a it's a pleasure to be honored and to be in this midday podcast.